Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. What an episode today, holy shit. Uh, as if this week could get any, any funnier. We had the uh, creator of uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty on Monday, Justin Roiland. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. It's, uh, it's a, a quick uh, ALN best of uh, ep. It's uh, just so good. His stories are great. The, the laughs were hard. The uh, Rick and Morty voices he did at the end with a prank call were so good. Uh, so make sure you go back and check that episode out. Today's episode is, uh, again, one of those all-time fave episodes. You know this guest. He's been on now uh, a fifth time. This is his fifth appearance on the program. And every time is different and hilarious. And uh, we love that he is kind of making a home on our podcast. He gets asked all the time and, and tells us. He's like, I just like doing your guys is the best. It's fun. Uh, you know him, you love him. Uh, it's the great Dana Carvey back again, bringing the laughs. Uh, we talked about a lot of different stuff in this one. His son's uh, recent venture into stand-up comedy. Uh, politically, we we definitely hash it out quite a bit. Um, we brought up some old sound bites from from past presidents and did some commentary on those. Uh, Dana shared some more SNL stories which are always great he's got so many of those and, and some came up really organically this time and it was a blast uh, and then uh, Dana <laughs> we're starting to do this prank calls at the end of this uh, to the Thai restaurant I order from and uh, hopefully don't, they don't catch on but Dana does it as Paul McCartney and it's fucking hilarious so enjoy the hell out of this episode I don't want to uh, get the intro too heavy but uh, Dana's the man follow him on Twitter at Dana Carvey and check out his Netflix special Straight White Male 60 it's amazing it's on Netflix and uh, if you get a chance to see Dana live, do it. He's a beast. Um, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alien Podcast, at Alien Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. This weekend, uh, well, I'm in Los Angeles tonight. I'm at the Flappers Comedy Club at 9:30. I'm at the Laugh Factory. Uh, I'm sorry, the the Improv at eight. I'm at the Comedy Store at nine. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow night, I'm at the Comedy Store in the Laugh Factory at 10.30 and, uh, fuck, 11, midnight. Just check my schedule. And Saturday's the big show. Shrine Auditorium, Kevin and Bean, April Foolishness, me, Bill Burr, Angela Johnson, Jimmy Pardo, Jonah Ray, Taylor Williamson, and David Koechner. Holy shit. Shrine Auditorium next to USC. The Oscars used to be there. It holds 5,000 people. It's a, a, an epic venue. Tickets at krock.com. There still might be a few left. Come out and see us. Shrine Auditorium, Saturday, April 1st at 8 p.m. Uh, and then Sunday, by the way, doing the Adam Divine Recap Tour. Uh, to a recap episode, finally. I'm so pumped for that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Brad Williams this weekend. Uh, where is Brad? Brad is going to be in Cleveland at the Improv um, tonight. Tonight, uh, Friday and Saturday, Brad Williams, March 30th um, through April 1st. Get your tickets at uh, bradwilliamscomedy.com. And the next weekend, Brad is headlining the Ice House in Pasadena, uh, Friday, April 7th, and Saturday, April 8th. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. I will be at the, the uh, Punchline in San Fran next weekend, April 5th, not the 6th, not doing a show on that Thursday, uh, but then the 7th and 8th. Uh, in San Francisco at the Punchline. Get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com or PunchlineComedyClub.com. Uh, all our tour dates are on our websites, AdamRayTV.com. Merch is at AboutLastNightPodcast.com. We got our shirts. We got our hats. Get them. Bring them to the shows. Love taking pictures and signing those and uh, and all that jazz. Um, Return of the Mac, the Joy Mac Show. Holy shit. Premieres April 12th on Pop TV. I know that's Channel 175 in L.A. Um, not sure what it is. Uh, 
in other cities, but check your local listings. I've always wanted to say that. Check your local listings. Uh, this week's ALN Fan of the Week, we're bringing that back. Chris and Megan Myers. Uh, met them in New York City when I was doing shows at Gotham. Uh, they were unbelievable. So sweet. Big ALN Pod fans. Uh, I actually recorded an, an announcement for them on their Instagram to announce that they're having a baby. They had me do their baby intro announcements. That's... Uh, um, uh, amazing that they asked me to do that. So uh, you guys are ALN fan of the weeks, uh, fans of the week. Uh, so email aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com to get some ALN merch sent your way. Send your address, and we'll get that going. Thanks for listening. Um, next week, Will Sasso, John Rudnitsky, uh, 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 Bobby Lee, Michael McDonald, Harlan Williams. Uh, so many great apps on the way. So make sure you are subscribed on iTunes. Comment on that iTunes page. Do it right now. Leave a little comment. Rate it five stars. Uh, we appreciate Appreciate the love. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, the Joy Max Show deets, the Twitter handles, the merch info. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Dana Carvey. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast? Has any woman ever walked to the front door and said, oh my God, it's cute. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? That's not, that's not exactly the response that you want when a uh, lady enters your dwelling. They definitely are aware that it's a, you know. Like you said, I, guess, and I don't know if bachelor pad is right. I guess because I'm no, single. I was talking to some young comedians and they were waxing poetically about what their future goals would be. And one mm-hmm. of their ones was to have kind of a cool place like above the Laugh Factory. I'm yeah. not even kidding. The oh, comedy yeah. store yeah. Mm-hmm. and like a cool place and a cool car and then be a regular at the store. And that was it. And that was I it. thought, of, yeah, I, said, <laughs> I know that guy. He's, he, he's miserable. He's thinking of the next thing. Right. Yeah, of You're already used to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah, that guy yeah. wants a special. Uh, 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 Jim Jeffries had that great joke where he was like, when I was hosting, I just wanted to feature. When I was featured, I just wanted to headline. When I was headlining, I just wanted to do theaters. Now I'm doing theaters and I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> I don't like lesbians. You can have the best day of your life, and in comes a lesbian. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> I remember that- I met that guy. He was a nice guy. I met yeah, him at yeah. uh, Lovitz's club. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was auditioning for the Tonight Show. This was when Leno. I go, aren't you bigger than that? Because they'd seen his special. Yeah. And uh, he goes, well, I'm edgy, you know. And I go, well, would you go up there and defend Dick Cheney? Well, if I said that, I'd be thrown out of the building. <laughs> There's a perimeter, what do I can say about it? So right, it's uh, not my best accent. <laughs> You're working well, on it. It's out. flat. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's just a, right, right now, probably a, you know, you haven't hung out with him enough to have like the little things. Right. The little things. Is there, like is there any accent or voice yes. that you've ever tried to do that you literally have done over and over and you're just like nah I can't even comedically find a way to get behind mm, that this will sound egocentric but <laughs> okay. I don't remember one that I put my mind to of course yeah. um, at one point I, tur- I, I turned down a lot of animation right because mm-hmm. I'm not especially smart but Secret Life of Pets makes yeah, 70, 75 I know if I had three more lines it's my movie anyway 
<laughs> I need I need a cigar. <laughs> Give me three more lights. No, but if they if they put Kevin Hart's bunny, who's hyperactive, yes. with the old dog, they got another Shrek. Yeah. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. They, but anyway, they're doing a sequel, which was good. But I turned down Madagascar. What role? It, um, the Ray Romano role? No, it was some like South African accent. And, right. You know, African. I would have had to really learn. Yeah, the dialect. Dries, yeah. Dries, 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 I always say like, you know, they don't like... Because South African's like part British, but part African, and it's it's a little... It's very, very weird. There's uh, a man th- moving th- furniture. That's Norman. <laughs> he shows up always about 10, 15 minutes into the podcast. He's our social media guy. Wow, yeah. you got a guy? Yeah. We got a guy. Can I get a guy? Yeah. You could have Norm. <laughs> <laughs> but people, you know, hippies go, you know, genetically modified crops, that's wrong and bad. But there's nobody from Somalia. Dries potato. True big. True big. Me not eat potato. I don't know. See, it's 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 not my But bad. see, that sounds close to, like, I mean. As long as it sounds you, like you, something. Yeah. You just have to watch uh, the Tom Hanks movie and just do the, uh, I'm the captain now. Like, you just have to do that accent. Did Tom Hanks have an accent. I captain used to Phillips? do that guy. Yeah, yeah. Captain Phillips. What was the guy? The Somalian that? Yeah, the Somalian pirate. Captain now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, you, you just have to like. It's it's just finding that example for me. For me, it's always been a uh, Chinese accent. I can't do it for the life of me, and mm. it, which is strange because my fiance is Chinese and uh, her fa- and her family has the accent, which uh, also is not good for me to even try it then because then I'll sound condescending as fuck. There's, there's no, there's no win there. Yeah, no, mean? like it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like they can walk in. And I go, oh, hello, sweetness, how a pork, and then they'll just be like, oh, we love you. You can't do it. What you have to do is get Bobby Slayton, yeah. go to restaurant in Chinatown yeah, Bobby with Slayton. the family. Yeah. Okay, Bobby yeah. Slayton. Chinese people can't drive. Chinese people can't drive. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. But hey, but you pork out, pork, pork out, pork, pork out. <laughs> but you know, you can't do that anymore. I mean, I these little funny accents that me and other comedians from the 70s and 80s would do right. are just off the table. Do you find it that... And they uh, are... They, we were offensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. You, you made you, them great. Yeah. You go back and you watch... Uh, what was the movie where uh, Andy Rooney uh, played? Yeah. Uh, was that 16 Candles? Uh, the Andy Rooney? No. N- not Andy Rooney. Uh, Kevin ah, Rooney. I don't know. One Laura of the Roonies. Rooney's. <laughs> one of the Rooney's. <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Yes, that the, Rooney. <laughs> yeah, one of the famous Rooney's. But I think I think I think it was Sixteen Candles. But it's a white yeah. guy playing. Uh, uh, right. Chi- yeah, and yeah. he had the buck teeth and the eyes well, and yeah. me so sorry. Like, like you can't do that. That now. was Mickey Rooney. Did Mickey it in Rooney? Early 60s. I knew it was one of the Rooney's. Bing, bing, bing. Who <laughs> I did a TV show. Do we already did a, on a podcast? Right. Did what? My uh, 13 weeks with Mickey Rooney and Nathan Lane. We haven't gone over that. No. We don't no. have to now. But yes, yeah. we do. I would yeah. love to. So, here we are, kids. <laughs> You're great. I'm 40 years up on you. So, I I uh, got a deal with NBC. They yeah. saw me in San Francisco. I was a goofball, but I had the the surfer bangs yep. and whatever. This is before SNL. 80, 79, 80. Okay, okay. So, they give me 50 grand against these pilots. Mm-hmm. So, I moved to LA. So, I'm blown away. I'm on Gardner Street, which... My brother and I, he moved down with me as a musician. We right. didn't know it was a gay neighborhood. Nothing against it. But sure. we were you didn't know. ripped fit, super short, Olympian, you know. And we'd run around and see guys fall into the car. We had no idea. You know what old guys what do? What did you think? Old guys do is they never really finish an idea. They abbreviate it. Yeah. So anyways, it was a car. And I was really fit. So, you know, I mean, they don't... I noticed I've started to do that. So I was in a party. Expect just, people to catch up. I was yeah, like this. Yeah. Anyway, so I got. You don't the, have time. The, the, yeah, the other it, people fill in the blanks. It's yeah. a short. So, yeah. so I uh, got the deal, and they go, uh, I did uh, the Marie Osmond show. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Jeff Conway from Taxi and her had a yeah. love duet in their rehearsing. And then they start making out. And they continue making out. And then all the Osmonds are circling going, Marie, Marie. And she's just going forward. This before the, the Nutrisystem thing. Jeez, yeah. that had to be awkward to but, pitch. No, no, no. You're going to be making out with Jeff Conway. Then your family's going to surround you. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> so, who's excited about that? I, uh, so then I got a call. I got a call, kids. Um, to be Mickey Rooney's grandson in a sitcom called One of the Boys. Okay. And Nathan Lane was one of the guys reading for it. Yeah. We ended up flying on a 747 from L.A. to New York. And Nathan flew with me. George Burns was there playing cards. Where oh There was a God. staircase in an open bar, and wow. you would turn your chairs around. I, would you like to deal in? You know, it was like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. So Nathan Lane got the part, and then we're, we're with Mickey Rooney and Scatman Carruthers. Meg Ryan played my girlfriend, 13 weeks in New York. Uh, wow. Fall of 1980. Um, Mickey was certifiable like but incredibly hilarious sure. um as, as as most are the very first day of shooting because it was just full of stories you know yeah. the very, he there was a magazine with a picture of farrah fawcett on the cover yeah so this is mickey rooney my parents andy hardy <laughs> he stuck it on his crotch <laughs> and said quote i'd like to stick it in her brown <laughs> I'd, I'd like to stick it that in was, her brown. That was Norman's high school. Uniform. I never forgot yeah. it. That's the, I like to stick it in her brown. My first day. Wow. So he had a thirty-eight revolver. They're not going to get me. And he would slam it on the table because he was paranoid of being assassinated. Yeah. So he, would, he said he would hold on to the thirty-eight and R then uh, pointing at his chest. Like, well, like, he had the gun. Yeah. Okay, so that's good aim. He had the gun right there. <laughs> They're not going to get me. And if he said it once, he said it a thousand times. I was the number one star in the world. Like this. You hear me? Bang. The world. And that was, I'm talking for you listeners, this is specific. Yeah, you hear yeah. me? Bang. The world. And he said it all day long. Oh so you'd God. come in and you'd hear him down the hall. Robert Redford never, no, what? Judy Garland never owned a car. <laughs> and you'd walk in, you go, what, Mick? He goes, because they pumped her so full of drugs, they killed her. He was a guy who wouldn't take the breath. He would oh. go until it was yeah, almost yeah, yeah. asphyxiating himself. <laughs> and he had ideas for shows. Mickey Rooney's Tacos, Mickey Rooney's Hammer. Right. And then he goes, I got an idea for a movie where everybody's name is a swear word. Hello, Mr. Fuck, I miss his shit. You know? <laughs> he went on for 20 minutes. I mean, did he, did he ever write that script? Yeah, that's a bad idea. So I the, think that would work. I think so, here's a, so the end of the story was... Nathan and I became friends. I never really knew a gay guy like that. Yeah. He's super funny, mm -hmm. smart. Yeah. And we were at a bar. I didn't know he was gay. And I just, this hot woman walked by and I go, well, I, it wasn't derogatory. It wasn't, yeah. I just said, what's it like to be gay? Like, that doesn't mean, sure. yeah. you are attracted to your own apparatus. So yep. what's that like? Yeah, okay. right. And um, I said, if you're gay, you're on a desert island with Dom DeLuise and Raquel Welch. Those are the people of the time. <laughs> and what do you do? You run down the to the beach and you say, Raquel, have you seen Dom? <laughs> and Mickey, or sorry, Nathan just said, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm gay. Wow. <laughs> so. Oh, 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 so, oh, so you didn't know as you were talking about it. I didn't know. We became friends. He's hilarious yeah, yeah. and brilliant. And sure. Mickey um, was convinced I was gay. I don't know. Well, because the shorts. Face, the shorts, the baby face. <laughs> the great body. And yeah. so. We he, get it. You were a catch. <laughs> he put his arm around Nathan. Yeah. And, and look at me and say, I'm just glad I like girls. So, <laughs> so again, this is a story. I always feel like, will this trend? Is it too weird? Can or? you do a Nathan Lane? <laughs> um, Nathan Lane would be like, 
I got a baby and I'm gonna. No, it's it's really it's like uh, when it's a very unique voice is why when Billy that. Crystal used to host the Oscars. I thought it was always the greatest. He would take the current movies like yeah. he was still frozen, frozen. Yeah, yeah. Do those songs. You know, Twelve years as a slave. <laughs> oh, maybe not for that one. <laughs> maybe not for that one. I don't know. So. But, that, like, it, but that just shows you sort of how the times have definitely changed in terms of what you can say, what you can't. What uh, do you say things to Dex yes. and Tom about now that they're? And you just tell me that yeah, they're doing my a, sons, Dex and Tom, yeah, doing yeah. A, a brother. Uh, yeah, they are. They love it. Do you? Um, I mean, do you feel the need to like just let them figure it out, or be like, "Yo, this is obviously times are different." Like, they're probably pretty aware of that, and totally. the way they deal with just themselves and the internet and, and what they see on stage. But um, I don't know. As a father, do you feel that innate, you know, feeling to also want to be like, "Yo, I don't want you to have to go through like experience it," or do you want them to experience like maybe saying something they shouldn't? Yeah, I think they have radar for all yeah. that even more mm-hmm. than me. But the, the other day we were riffing about how they're cisgender, which so they identify. Sure. And, you know, just there's challenges with a, a duo act and there's advantages mm-hmm. that we just discovered recently because I work with them. I go, oh, wow. So you one of the guys can be politically incorrect and the other guy can go, what are you doing? Oh, yes. So great. So they do have that power of well, breaking sure. barriers yeah. and then going, what are you nuts? Because I just thought it was funny for them to go up. They haven't done this yet, but um, this was Dex's idea of that they go up and they start, they're white guys. And they go, look, yeah. at, look at all the white people. And gradually they get into kind of an urban uh, accent. All yeah. the white people over there, look at all those happy white people. And they're the whitest guys <laughs> yes, ever. Yes. And then white people are like, you know, you want to take Uber? I'll take Lyft, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, I don't know. That makes me laugh. Because right. it makes fun of any minority making fun of, yes. you know, mm-hmm. their own thing. Uh, so That's so, oh man, that, it, it, it's so interesting that they're now doing that duo like yeah the one's crazy and then the one kind of brings him back hell that's that's jeff dunham but he makes the puppet racist good point and and then and then you're like well he's fine and you're like oh wait no he's doing the voice too right he wrote the joke when i did strom thurman on snl yeah women you know uh, negroes (laughs) don't like women you know i was just completely racist but it was clear that i was Playing a racist, well, also and you're doing fun of a yeah, racist. You're doing Strom Thurman. It's not like you were yeah. doing some like middle of the lane kind of po- kind of kind of politician, right? So for me, it's like it's clearly I'm making fun of, yeah. but but, yeah. but you know, I mean, now, I, I get it. I, I'm cool with it. Whatever. <laughs> I now, mean, you know. Now, uh, speaking of your son Dex, you put his special, uh, or you put his set uh, that he recorded on my Facebook. Page. Yes, from yes. that he recorded before your special. Yes, and uh, after Adam Ray introduced him. Yeah, there you go. That on was the a blast. Second night. That yeah. yeah that that happened. Yeah, that was on your second night of your special, right? Right. The first night, the air conditioner broke, and the show started two hours late. We had a guy uh, just doing his job, going, don't go to the bathroom. If you leave your seat, you know. So then we, Adam was in town. I asked him to come over. Mm-hmm. So it was a much Bring better audience. Yeah. But it's hard for beginners to follow follow you, but you set them up nice. Yeah, you I left mean, a little meat on the bone. First, you had two or three minutes, you would have like levitated the room. He's holding back. I mean, I could tell. Good night, Boston. I go, okay, that's nice. He's not doing that other bit. You know, I did. Yeah, I was this close to being like, and I'm Dana Carvey. Okay. See you later. Yeah. They uh, they definitely were. You definitely need that, by the way. Like. Um, uh, extra energy warm up. I didn't realize too. Even just when you told me that that guy came mm-hmm. out just to do the announcements like that, that they don't even uh, think like the venue didn't think like, oh, maybe the guy doing just hey, don't go to the bathroom, don't whatever. 
and then in, and then right into an intro would not be like a drop in energy. Well, yeah, and so it was. I just wanted them to experience it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. down the road, if they're in that situation, we all need to desensitize. Yeah. To this notion of stand-up, to this notion of auditioning, to this notion of cameras in our face. Yeah, yeah. It's and all of it is yeah. a mind fuck, and it's not normal. But the more you do it, the more you're yeah. like, oh. And yeah. maybe more importantly, the notion of rejection and failure. Because that's because that's an option that and it's best when you go into stand-up and when you go into show business, you will encounter that. Live you have to live with it and take the bullets. Today I drove it was a long story short why I ended up driving <laughs> at my age. But I drove Tom <laughs> I drove my come on, son. Come on, you're not Miss Daisy. I, I drove my son to an audition, commercial audition in Glendale at three oh, o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For for what? Panera Bread, I think. So he just came in and handed the bread and left. You know. Now, w- now was there so like over the lines with him? Did he have? Like yeah. A, no, it was just so quick. I go, it's just a, a numbers game. Don't, well, and and, yeah. that, and that's what commercial auditions are. They say, okay, so uh, imagine you just take took a bite of a Panera Bread. What would your reaction be? And then you do it, and you're like, okay, great, next. And, well, yeah. and, and that's it. It's nothing personal. I had a commercial agent back in those early days, the early 80s, mm-hmm. and she leaned into me and she goes, you're going to be going up against Steve Gutenberg. Can you handle that? <laughs> <laughs> I go, fuck well, no. That's, no, I like that's, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. That's the sound of our he, listeners Googling Steve Gutenberg. No, he's uh, <laughs> he's a very nice guy. I hope he's listening. <laughs> and uh, he, he hosted SNL. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was on what, uh, no, and the baby, I guess so. Yeah, around that time, and we yeah. did a sketch where I tried to hatch a uh, a new catchphrase, which was gangsters. The catchphrase was "Why I oughta pound you," <laughs> <laughs> and Lauren Mike was like, "It could be big. Let's keep doing it." You know, <laughs> <laughs> we did a cut, but it never quite caught on. Right, very close. I should have shifted it to uh, "Why <laughs> I oughta pound you." Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. is there is One there click, uh, not, yeah. is there discussions in the room when you're when you're writing something like that where you where you, where you go like, "Oh, this is going to be." the next uh yeah that's the ticket this is th- this is going to be a catchphrase not not really it it, it even then it seemed kind of corny i mean catchphrases mm-hmm. kind of invent themselves in a way yeah i mean i i do remember being on the phone with kevin nealon we were hatching hans and franz yeah. and coming up with we are just we are here to pump you up and i just like the rhythm of it yeah, yeah. but now it's ad nauseum and considered uh hacky and old-fashioned to have a a phrase that you repeat which mm-hmm. I totally understand. It's archaic, but you know, come up with a well, isn't that special, bitches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come up with it. Give me the fucking dude. Seriously, right? Uh, that was completely yeah. lived on stage from the character's attitude. It's the ultimate dismissal. Like, tell me, where were you born? Seattle. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> you know what's ironic about that? Not ironic. I always use that word yeah. wrong. Lorne Michaels is getting the Medal of Freedom. Yeah, from presidential medal of freedom. Barack Obama. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Barack Obama goes on for ten minutes and the history of the comedian, the Saturday Night Live, the Bull, Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres, oh, yeah. so Lauren, you know. So so he puts. I say, I'm doing the old man. Guy. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> put the thing. So then uh, he puts the medal of freedom. Obama does on 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 Lauren, and he just goes, "Well, it's not special." <laughs> And I wanted to call him and say yeah. to Obama that it's it's the it, it means it's not special. It's, yeah. it's sarcastic and derisive. It's the opposite of anything. I remember, but he said it yeah. like it was literally. Yeah. Well, well, wasn't, well, wasn't that special? Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember I texted you. I, 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 oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I, remember, yeah. I remember I texted you and said the president of the United States just said your catchphrase. Yes, I yeah. know, but it was used in the wrong. It should have been. <laughs> he's not special. So well, you couldn't enjoy it. 
Well, I just thought it was interesting. Well, I mean, and now since he's not the president, now you can critique him and be like, eh, your timing. <laughs> no drama Obama. The first president who had a policy sometimes of just, you know, what yeah. do you want us to do, Mr. President? Don't do anything. <laughs> Are you sure? There's things. Nope. Just don't do a thing. <laughs> do, you, do you think he's watching any of this? Or do you think he's just so checked I out? Like, look, man, I did my, like, I gave it all. Like, what yeah. am I? I heard, I'm out. I heard that. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's like a gangster. I'm yeah. out. I take my yeah. money. I get me 10. They try to drag me back in. I can't go back. I can't go back in. <laughs> I heard he was going to an island north of Tahiti with only one hotel um, for a month. For it's a hundred grand for a month. Great, just do that. And yeah. he's got the hat and he's winter. I think it's cool. I mean, I would think sure. like once you have that information, once you've had all that responsibility, once you know the things that only a president can know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you just go to. You an have island. to. Yeah, it's like Floyd Merriweather. You just want him to retire and stay retired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, just go to an island. Yes, um, uh, yes. I think that's an accurate uh, comparison, President <laughs> of the United States to Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever quits when they're on top. Look at me. I'm gonna fade and shit on my legacy <laughs> for the next ten years. Put out shitty work. Go. He seemed on fire in the early <laughs> yeah, 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to just keep going. Well, I mean, now you've gotten to the point where uh, you get to play yourself in a movie. The new uh, the new uh, Adam Sandler movie that's, that's <laughs> well, on, they that's put, on they Netflix. Well, they stuck me and Chris Rock and uh, David Spade on a couch for, for yeah. an hour. And Sandler just yelled, lying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sandy Wexler. I didn't know what it was. Do you know the guy, Sandy, that it's based on? the His manager? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sandy Warnick? Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Oh, cool. He wasn't my manager in particular, so I didn't have a good... Oh, yeah. yeah. Sandy's been there forever. Yeah. As much of a character as Sandler describes? Oh, yeah. 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 An incredible character. It, it was that uh, was the voice that Sandler's doing for the movie Sandy Wexler, which is currently streaming on Netflix? Pretty, uh, pretty much. Pretty accurate? Pretty much, yeah. Smigel did one. Sandler did one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Adam Ferry. I can't. You know, I don't even want to try. And I'm going into Mike Tyson. <laughs> Who is would be a great nice. manager, by the way. That's a great Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Before the fight, I'll kill your family. I'll kill your mother. You know, I'll punch you so hard, you're going to wish you were dead. You know? And then after it, he, it's just Jay Leno with a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Then after he would kick the guy's ass, he'd be like, I, I really love the guy. I like to knit you a sweater. <laughs> Jay Leno with a Brooklyn accent. That's how you learn it. It's like Trump is Brando and Regis. We did that last time, right? I, I don't think no. we did. No. Well, it's Regis. Anyway, you're ready for this. I'm out of control. It's a bit nasal. It's a bit New York. How yeah. are you? Let me go over to Brando. You know, I can't, I can't understand what you're doing. And you move it toward Regis. I can't understand what you're doing. You go like this. You're so fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wow. You're terrific. Oh. You really are. You're about last night. What happened last night? <laughs> Nobody knows. Many people, many people. We're saying... I inherited a mess, a mess, oh, such a mess. I inherited a total mess, a mess I inherited. Many people have said. <laughs> now, There's so many weird rumors. Uh, Baldwin <laughs> has said that he's out uh, after this year. He's out. So are you, Yeah. is, dude, that, is, is, that, is, that, is that a I'm, call you're going to make to Lauren? Look, I'm good with pencil necks. If they, wanna, if they want a big neck, mm-hmm. they got to they get me a makeup at 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> the show's on at 11.30. I don't do big necks. Unless they go weird, like they, right. you know, they have a woman play all these other yeah. characters. Yeah, Spicer and uh, Jeff. Se- I don't Jeff think Sessions Alec will and- stop down. It's too much. Too much fun. Do you think he cool. should do it at the correspondence dinner, or that somebody should? Well, didn't Baldwin? Or no, Trump's not coming. Right, He's right. Not going. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of it. I almost feel like that Baldwin shouldn't even like get up to say anything. That he should just sit there the whole time as Trump, and just <laughs> yeah, just, and so, just, just so they have a reference, just point. so they can cut to him. Yeah, and like 
Well, that they could. That is funny. You I know. don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're in we're in different times politically yeah. in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love that when asked about if you would take the job or not, you go, ah, the neck's not right. Like that, like like that's not something I would even. Take well, into Ross Perot, anything. Yeah, I can. Bush Senior was kind of lanky. Perot. You know, mm-hmm. I got those kind of necks with, with other ones. They'd put a prosthetic. You can do a lot of damage with a fat suit in this. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe I would do it for fun. I, there's a makeup artist I work with called Kevin Yeager who did the Masters Guy stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, great. The guy's brilliant. Incredible. So if I said, make me Trump, he could. Mm-hmm. But it would be a lot of heat. I mean, I would be encased. You'd be bacon, yeah. I'd be bacon. How long would it take? I'd be bacon. It would take a tremendous. You're terrific. You <laughs> really are. Cooking show. <laughs> you're really terrific. I don't know your name, but you're tremendous. You really are. You're a terrific team. I don't know what I'm doing here. You're tremendous. I've been, you know, for me, it's just old school. I do him being, you know, with uh, tr- uh, Obama's wiretapping him. Oh yeah, talking. yeah. Melania, just be careful there. Obama's listening, okay? What do you mean, Mr. Donald Trump, president person? I don't hear nothing on the telephone. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle, be there a second. Just want to listen in. Just a little. Hello? 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 Do you hear that? Obama, I can hear you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not doing this. You're never going to prove it. I hear him now, Mr. President Donald person. I like Mr. President Donald person. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just, just all, the, every, just all the pronouns. Which way to call him. But now, yeah. if you want to be hip and the bloggers go nuts, you got to be like, Trump's an asshole. Or, you know, you can't, you can't be abstract and bizarre. You have to have a strong opinion. You think? Well, I well if you want tired of this, yeah, if you so want if you're trending, trending, maybe, but like, yeah, I. But most of the talk shows, except happy. for Fallon and maybe James Corden, are. Yeah, you know, just good, just going anti. Yeah, yeah, right, and that's that's fine. It's just, yeah, I don't want to be an old guy. Yeah, my day, you make fun of both sides, and now you got to make sense. It's a niche business, you know what I mean? Has there ever been a first lady that's been so uh, scrutinized? <laughs> you know what I'm I like to scrutinize her, you know. I'm a watcher, okay? I'm a very I'm not in great shape, okay? I watch. Do this. Where you want me to touch myself, <laughs> Mr. President Donald Parson? <laughs> that, you know, and, and, <laughs> Mr. That's so, yeah, I just like so it. She's so yeah. disconnected from him. It feels like like to, to call him Mr. Pre- like everything Mr. but honey, anything affectionate. That's what all those names are, you know. I, I don't pretend to understand. Yeah. And I, I wish him all the best. <laughs> I don't know, you know. And and but now you're doing this because obviously the special's out, so you gotta so you gotta come up with come up with a new hour. Is this uh, and yeah? How's that going for you? Trying to trying to get the new. Well, material. if I did another one, it would be me with a goatee on a stool, you know, in <laughs> a, a in, in a fifty seat room, <laughs> you know. Do it. Do you, you'd go and do like Largo or something, and, tra- and try well, to Largo's do- great, but the- Dana Carvey's Art House Special too big. I go to the <laughs> West Side, you know. See, yeah. I don't. I'm too. I am too sensitive. So mm-hmm. if I'm playing a show and I'll see fans and they're like they're really excited and they're maybe sixty years old and they got white hair and like, and I start going downtown or weird or off I see them sad then I'll just go right and not got that you know what I mean I'm just so so right now on a podcast I only yeah. can see you guys being sad right. going I thought it'd be better <laughs> but I can still yeah. run with it but I, I have a hard time with that so for me doing stand-up without pleasing yeah. is really hard and sure. it, you know it was it's it was back in the day you were supposed to kill right now you're so now you want to be authentic and have a point of view and if you hide that then the yeah. the idea is that you're shallow not that you may have different opinions that if you express them you would not be able to operate 
on right. in comedy. That's interesting. <laughs> or in, I think, well, yeah, like Jimmy Fallon. Maybe Jimmy's yeah. a conservative. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. Who knows? Why is he not attacking Trump harder? It's like, well, maybe he agrees with them. Who knows? I I don't know. Yeah, or maybe, maybe he just wants to stay even keeled for yeah. The one thing every... I do find really fun is when Bill Maher says something that makes his audience crazy. I mean, that does yeah. when it's completely the choir and mm-hmm. you're just doing an opinion and getting a applause break yeah right kind of go okay that that's it but yeah. that that's that's nice you got that going sure that, <laughs> yeah, i mean like sure. I, I remember bill maher had a special uh during bush's uh uh during bush's presidency where he just walked on stage and his opening line was president bush and then everyone just exploded yeah i know exactly and it's just like whoa that's it that, yeah that's all you got to do i know but uh, but he's built that up to that point where that like that's the equivalent of Gallagher pulling out the sledgematic like oh he's gonna do the thing that he does right and I'm a net worth guy as you guys know <laughs> I'm a net I'm a net worth guy and I don't, I'm not saying it personally to anyone yeah. mm-hmm. but I can see behavioral changes when net worth rises yeah so when you get a comic who's grinding in the clubs and he's grinding right. through the things and maybe he's got thirty two hundred in the bank and he's got two kids and he's got to kill every night and please and get the job then you take the same guy you give him one hundred and fifty million net. Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? I mean, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, that's the power yeah. of net. Yeah. And I've seen guys with zero net, and I've seen them work with a lot of net dollars. Sure. And it's a big change. And I don't know with Bill whether he got to a certain net that says, "Is we got a problem with radical Islam. Boo! Fuck you! Yeah. Right. Or are you mad at radical Islam at all? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Just you! <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, did you see that happen with... Uh, <laughs> Did you see that happen with your buddy uh, De- uh, Dennis Miller at all? Because he sort of yeah, because he sort of evolved into now the Bill Maher of the other side. Right. Well, I think it was, you know, a lot of comedians. Look, I call them liberal Democrats from the '90s. Now mm. they're considered conservative, but comedians a lot of times were bullied, had their ass kicked, yep. had to grind, take humiliation. Yeah, bomb, you know, bomb in front of. So strangers. there's a yeah. certain kind of traditional value system that is in a lot of comedians' heads. Mm-hmm. Like you got to take the hit, you got to have balls, you got to fight. Yeah, you know, rather than what you know, isn't it fair? Shouldn't that open micer get a spot? Yeah. Well, he's not good enough yet. Yeah. But <laughs> that's fight. that's that's capitalism. But he should have a spot. <laughs> you know, Lord Michael said about candidates, it's all about you. You, you wait your turn there. You know, it's like, it's their turn. doesn't matter who's good. Oh, wow. But oh, we are in a dog-eat-dog motherfucking world here yeah. in comedy, and you just have to kill, especially in the early days, and you guys are yep. both destroyers. I've seen uh. it. And you, you can sink ships. Maybe when your your net worth is at 100, mm-hmm. you might just downshift a little bit. Go, what's up, y'all? <laughs> but right now, you've got to How destroy. You? If you're yeah. going to play the Dallas Improv, you yeah. are there. Yep. You are there for yep. to create destruction, mm-hmm. and you do. Yeah. So that's why you're, you guys are working regularly. So it's interesting. I don't know. The, the political thing, I like to look at it value-based, not in the not whether it's Trump versus Hillary. Right. Like, what is the country about? What are the values about? What is the good of, of both sides? You sure. know, and you don't want to get in that bubble because it is definitely an or, orgasmic endorphin rush. I have it. Where I'll have an opinion. I'll read stuff that reinforces my opinion. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Fuck, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then I'll read. I'll force myself to read an opposite opinion. Yeah, and it's like I feel bad. 
So that's why confirmation bias, the whole country's having an orgasm, whether they're on the right or the left. They're just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. George Bush went on Ellen and was like weighing yeah. in on Trump. Did you see him on there? No, but I know now he's the kindly old man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hated him. He was right. he was Hitler. Dude, yeah. I, I painted a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He comes out with a painting and everyone just goes like, ah, we like the guy now. We like him now. He yeah. He was literally on Ellen, yeah, talking about a book, but even before the whole book, he was just like, She's like, what, 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 what do you, what do you think about uh, Trump? And he was just like, spot on Ellen, by the way. Was that spot on Ellen, by the way? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was my first. Time. But what did he say? <laughs> he was, yeah, he was just like, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, it's a, I don't think he's a good guy, but like, I, what, who am I to say? You know, and then he, oh, yeah, he would just yeah. be very even keeled. And then, and then he was, uh, she was like, uh, uh, you know, what about the healthcare stuff? And he's like, he even tried to weigh in, but still like let some of his stupidness come through. Where she was like, you know, the healthcare thing is getting crazy. He's like, look, we all, we all need medicine. <laughs> and just kind of say blanket statements like that, and you're like, "All right, well, that was that was him." He's weighing. literally the most likable, <laughs> right. friendly old man in the history of the world. He's like, now. If you need medicine. We all we all need a pill or two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, Lord, Lord knows I've had my time with pills. Had <laughs> <laughs> my time, then Jesus came down. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's the most likable, but they're competitive. You know, the Bushes are competitive. They sure. are so. Well, because they got two presidents, yeah, you know, and, and they didn't like losing to Trump, and no, they're, they're yeah, very loyal to Jeb, sure. And they all those Republicans ran into this buzzsaw, mm-hmm. little Marco, you know, yeah. How come Jeb was the only Bush to not get like a really fun voice? I feel like W and Senior, <laughs> like, well, yeah, we're going here, <laughs> yeah, Daddy. I talk like this. How about you, Jeb? Hi, gentlemen. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck happened, Daddy? He got no character. I didn't mean, even sound real. That doesn't what, sound like someone can. What do you mean, fa- What do you mean, Father? I'm Jeb Bush. And I'd like to be president too. What the fuck's wrong with your voice? God damn it! You should have drank more. We, we like named you Jeb for Christ's sake. We thought that would. Why? Wait, that's a wrong accent. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. what is that? Not gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to think about the cast. I just wonder about the SNL cast yeah. where, and Alec Baldwin's been there so much, he is like a cast member. Yeah, practically. He, he was a great choice because he's, he, he's big and he's, he's... And Larry David for Bernie, I mean, it's like... Yeah, but I wonder, I mean, the equivalent would, would have been me in 88 and Lauren mm-hmm. going, well, um, Jack Nicholson's going to play George Bush Sr., you know, Jack. Oh, would come so in, how the cast takes that? Not gonna do it. He would have had a pretty good voice. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Here's Bushy. But I mean, it, now I'm kind of wishing that that happened. Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's uh, you know, you they, just they wonder. They wouldn't even sh- think of that back then. No, was that? No, there was mm-hmm. no way. The cast was the cast. Is that, is that an testament to maybe just how? The strength of the cast, or do you think times have changed and when something's maybe? You know, that bald. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there just wasn't a Trump available in the cast. Or why do you think they even went to a Baldwin? I think, well, I do think Alec Baldwin wasn't just drawn out of. he. He's on the show so much. He's hosted it, I don't know, 15 yeah. times. Yeah, he's six, been, six, he's six done guest yeah. spots 30 times. I mean, he's yeah, been. Right. So then that was not a great leap. I thought it was kind of inspired because, but it's unique. It's unique because we know that he's left, mm-hmm. doesn't really like Trump. Where I came from the old-fashioned days, no one knew, what's he think? How's he doing? I mean, if Bush had had Twitter, Bush Sr., imagine oh. again, Dana Garney waving his arms around, making me look like a fool. Hashtag dick. You know? I mean, that I didn't is, have to deal with that. Yeah. No. And, That's and, why we're friends. And uh, th- this is something that you, Adam, talk about in your act now, where it's like, uh, what if social media was back for all the presidents? 
Like we didn't have that. Yeah, I, I do that too. Do you do it? I mean, well, I just basically say I, it's I go, a normal premise for more than one person to have. I, yeah. I mean, not even. So, I mean, just like that. That you know, and I'm clearly saying that the grabbing by the pussy thing was. I'm like, you know, I'm like that was obviously awful. I go, was that? But you know, was that the worst thing said in presidential history? And then well, I pause that, and yeah. go, probably. And I go, but who knows? But for sure. But maybe not. But absolutely. And then I'm like, well, we don't know. Like, past presidents could have had even more awful rhetoric because we, we didn't have documentation. I go, Jimmy Carter could have been walking around the White House like, you know, and if he gets super famous, you can punch him in the clit. Like, we just didn't have audio back then, so we didn't have all the sound bites. Exactly. So, absolutely true. But because we have way, we're way more also focused on everything they say. Like, back in the, you know, those days, it's just like... I mean, if, if we had... We weren't a sound bite crazy. Andrew Jackson... Had Twitter. <laughs> Andrew Jackson. Had that Twitter. would be. <laughs> that's it. That's the punchline. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was drunk at his inaugural. Completely smashed. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just go over like, look, the founding fathers were preparing for Trump. Mm-hmm. If you think he turned 70 and decided, you know, I'd like to be a dictator and put people in camps. Because <laughs> Hitler, Hitler didn't have ho- Hitler hotels. For, and then at 70, <laughs> I want to put people in camps. <laughs> enjoy Hitler hotels. But you know, look, Roosevelt soap Jews Hitler hotels. But now at seventy, I've got bigger ideas. Yeah. Forget the hotels. My son's going to run it. But you know, Roosevelt tried to pack the court. People forget nine yeah. justices. Yep. He said, "Can I have 15? Okay, imagine Trump. We're gonna get. I'm I'm nominating ten. Okay. Then we had Truman drop two nukes. That's up in the air. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we had Eisenhower had like seven heart attacks. Nobody knew. We had Kennedy, who literally was banging Marilyn Monroe. Bobby and I going to be wrestling on the East Lawn. We thought that you, Marilyn, would come by and we could wrestle with you. We don't do it because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. <laughs> then we had Johnson, a, a known racist who would expose right. himself. Say hello to Jumbo. That's an absolute thing. What? Oh, yeah. We, they're, 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 yeah. Yeah. But my... Favorite piece of all the my, no, my favorite presidential audio is uh, so, someone recorded a call of Lyndon Johnson calling a tailor. Yes, my bunghole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the greatest thing ever recorded. Oh. You have to play it. If you can, you get it and put it on this later. I, 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 I can get. It. It. I can get it right now. Um, or just in, insert it, and then yeah. we're all laughing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what he said. He's basically telling this tailor, like, and you need to let uh, the pants out. I need a little space down by the bunghole. Yeah, for oh. 20 minutes. Yeah, oh my and you're God. like, this is a president. Did that have any sort of backlash or effect on... No, well, it was it, just White House tapes released oh, like okay. five years ago. There's got to be and there's got to be Clinton tapes, don't you think? Like, oh. I mean, of <laughs> Lewinsky. Like, oh, there's got to be some tape of him with Lewinsky or even just... Well, we know he was on the phone room. when she was blowing him. I mean, that's just on two yeah. leaders. I'm just talking to President Malaysia. You keep doing your business. I mean, you know, we can't, we'll never get enough of Corny Clinton. We won't. Because he's he's why? He was just too. Hey, man, you play the sax on Arsenio and then you get a blowjob. Oh, here it is. Uh, Mr. Hager? Yes, this is Joe Hager. Uh, Joe, uh, is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. Uh, You all made me some real lightweight slacks. uh, uh, he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a... It's like you're the president. Don't you have something else to do? The Vietnam War is going on? <laughs> you're calling the tailor for 20 minutes? Hands or pants. And they're real lightweight. Now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. I want a yes, couple, of maybe three of the light brown. Uh, <laughs> That's a racist. A, almost powder color, like powder on a lady's face. Then there were some green... And then maybe some other light pair, if you had a blue in that, or 
or black uh, they have one blue and one black. come on get to the part Lyndon were around in the evening when I come in from work and I need to, to about a half an inch to tighten the waist uh, do you recall the exact size? I just wanted to be sure we get them right for you. No, I don't know. You, uh, you all just guessed at them, I think, son, but wouldn't you have the measurements there? We'll find them for you. I can send you a pair. I want them a half an inch larger in the waist than they were before, except I want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so I can take them up. I vary 10 or 15 pounds a month. So, uh, to be able to gain weight. Me, at least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up. The I put, make these a half inch bigger in the waist. Make the pockets at least an inch longer. Money, <laughs> my money and my knife, everything fall out. We just my knife. Now, the pockets, my yo-yo and my Uno deck. Chair, the knife and your money comes out, so I need it at least another inch in the For pockets. cutting people. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Another thing, the crotch down where your nuts hang <laughs> is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me a inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a yes. uh, wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So believe me, uh, you never do have much margin there. But see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper is. Uh, round, uh, under my, back to my bunghole. <laughs> there, there you is. go. So if you, you, you've ball. never played that, you've never played that in the podcast, no, well, that, no. that's it. That's That'll be on your greatest wow. yeah. highlights. <laughs> Tip yeah, me down he, to the bunghole. First of all, why the hell does the president have a knife? You got the Secret Service, right? Like, yeah. They're doing their thing. No. <laughs> well, referring to a bunghole, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. That's the kind of thing that's so funny that you can hear it, and then three years later... Just have it oh. really hit you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I, I love the burp in the middle of it because yeah. you, you could actually hear him building up to it. Like, and then, but, take it. Just a grotesque. Uh, also, all their voices, <laughs> human all, being. they all kind of sound the same. Like, just the way, even the guy responding was like, I need the pants, a half inch more on the waist. And the guy was like, well, uh, how much more is a half inch? At some point, like, am I talking to myself? What the, who the fuck are you? But he's kind of faded away, you yeah. know, a little tiny yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right away, sir. <laughs> it, just, it just sounded so incredibly he's racist. In, he's in like four rooms away. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sir. <laughs> and I need four inches down in my yeah, sack so. and my body. Now, when I get a semi, <laughs> I need some elastic so I can come out a little bit. Because Jackie O comes back down the White House, I don't want her to know that I'm staring at her, so we can uh, let it out a little Jackie bit o. so uh, so uh, little Johnson can just have some room to breathe. Yeah. Now, when I reach down the front of my trousers and I'm jacking off openly in front of uh, Sometimes Secretary I like to put a thumb Joe. in my ass when I'm jerking off. Right, can you make yeah. a little space in the back where my bunghole is? I will fist fuck my on occasion and I need some space in the bunk area I, you know I mean how do you exaggerate it <laughs> just, but and then yeah. it all comes back though like can you to, get these done by Friday though? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. can you send them in the P.O. box yeah. and I won't be there for the delivery yeah. uh, uh, I need oh, host the, haze yeah. I'll wave the signature I need some bung loose jeans that's what, yeah, that's what I need yeah. that's and a sketch yeah, yeah we'll call them bung, bung holes <laughs> Bunk, calm bunghole jeans sent me 48 pair and I, I'll be there for delivery don't you have anything to do with them? no not a thing 
See if you guys think this is funny. I've been doing Jimmy Carter. I go through all the presidents being whack jobs. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Carter, I fucked up. I did. I fucked up. I you know, turned down the thermostat. I wore a sweater. There were hostages and it was over. I fucked up. And then I just say, which is made up, but I love this abstract rhythm that yeah. he went a little nutty the last few months and he was he's a peanut butter farmer so he had a big mm-hmm. vat of peanut butter and he'd smear it on himself and walk around the white house at night <laughs> mr president are you okay i'm okay well you've got peanut butter yeah i've got peanut butter hair peanut butter <laughs> shoes peanut butter pants and a peanut butter belt no mr president you just have peanut butter smear no no, no i got peanut butter hair <laughs> peanut butter hair peanut butter shirt peanut butter pants and a peanut butter belt it just makes me laugh the rhythm of that yeah. peanut butter belt <laughs> I don't know. Just stick stuck. What? Well, I, I, I think it's good. And then and you, you, like you say, you could go through almost every president. Well, I do. If Nixon had Twitter, I don't like Jews. <laughs> Hashtag Yamaka. <laughs> because the idea of Trump is, you, there's only one or two things are true. So if he's on, if he's colluding, colluding, what you know, with the Russians. Anything? Yeah. So he's going. Okay, we're colluding with the Russians. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on the stage and say, Hey, Russia, hack Hillary. Like, is that a clever thing? Because he's up there going, hey, Putin, hack Hillary, release your email. Yeah. So he was actually doing what he jokingly said. You know what I mean? It's Hell like, yeah. yeah. Like that, either that's brilliant or really stupid <laughs> to say, is what we're doing, okay? <laughs> You're so nice. <laughs> what do you want, Mr. President, Donald, person, person? Why don't you just call me Donald? I like all the different names. Mr. President, Donald, person, person. Why do you say person twice? What's with the second person? I don't know. Are you ever coming to the White? Never again, I'll be honest. He's not going to. I'm no. standing in the tower. Mr. President, person, yeah, person. Like, I mean, we're going to get to a point. The way That's the way so things good. are going, uh, we're, we're going to get to a point where... We, we're gonna have a president in uh, in the future where we ha- where they've sent a dick pic and someone still has it. Well, I and actually, you guys all would think the same concept. Do you have a bit about that? Because no. I have a bit about that. Oh, okay. No, I no. go by the middle of the century. Every president will have a dick pic, yeah. and we won't think of it in the same way. Like if there was some grainy black and white YouTube video yeah. of mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln on his knees furiously masturbating, <laughs> would he still have a monument? He would have one, but it wouldn't be as big. <laughs> but people would look at the grainy YouTube video somehow, some weird camera in 1862. Right. Oh, that's Lincoln. That's Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's going at it. Oh, my God. So let's build a memorial, but let's maybe out a plaque. Let's just put a plaque. <laughs> right. but I don't know about a giant memorial, because look at him. He's jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> we know that Lincoln jacked off furiously during the... We did. He had to have. He had Often to have. and furiously. Yes. And yet he's this giant thing, sure. but... Sure, but now, between bunghole and this, we've taken a direction. <laughs> no. Let's go to something intellectual. I believe that commerce and free trade is important to the Western economies. Although the Brexit movement is a nationalistic thing, as sort of a rejection of the elitist. Does Brexit does Brexit have a bunghole? Because if it doesn't, I can't. Comment I don't on this. know, Mister Comedian, President, Parson, Parson. Wait, you did a what was the? Um, I don't know where that. How when you did my uh, comedy store show, you got mm. must have gotten like nine applause breaks and. At one point, you were doing. You. you were doing. You crushed. I also want to know. We haven't talked about really just your comedy store experience. Like, were you like now compared to? Because um, obviously, it's, it's gone through some changes. But yeah, I mean, you were you were going through there when Robin and and I never. I only played there once. Okay, and never got back in there. Wow. But I would go. No, I played it twice. I auditioned in the other room. Right. I followed Kennison in the original room. Yeah. Yes, but I always found like the co- comedians seem really confident and worldly and badass, and it was all dark. Dark in there, I mean, incredibly intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Louis talked about it because yeah. he shot a special in yeah, there. Yeah. 
you know, I was talking to my son about that today because he said when he when he went to Boston and he opened for him, this was Tom. Yeah. He said he wasn't really there. It was too much. Like he wasn't really. And I remember my first time on the Tonight Show, I wasn't really there there. When I saw Johnny and he's talking to me, it was yeah. sort of surreal. But you're sort of an out-of-body experience? Yeah, but now, and SNL was the same thing. But when I go there now, I see things. Oh, that guy's just doing that. He's doing that. It's not as exciting, but mm-hmm. you are acclimated to it. Yeah. So the well, comedy store, I'm actually there. But I'm better now because I put a lot of pressure on myself to do the special. And I hadn't done one in a while. And I was down here for two years. So I'm just better now. Yeah. I won't go back to that other guy. You know, mm-hmm. because... What happens is you lock into material, which is just death for me. I have to keep it. I'm just not good at repeating things. Yeah. I have to change well, it all, of you. all the time. Yeah. But if I do try to repeat it, it's amazing. By the third take, I suck. Because my <laughs> wife was doing those puppet pops. She was the yeah. she was shooting me the puppet yeah, pops. Yeah. I would hold the popsicle sticks for any, anyone who's seen them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she always goes, wow, you're always really good on maybe the first, second take. Because I need to be discovering it. So with stand-up, it's always been a challenge being ADD. Oh, look, a butterfly. I got to tie my shoe. What'd you say? Anyway, that's my joke. Um, <laughs> no, but it's true. It, it yeah. and, and, yeah. and then you discover that, I mean, whether it be your first year in stand-up or your 20th year, that when, when you organically come up with something in the moment, on stage, mm-hmm. just boom you're always chasing that same reaction that you got yes. when you try when you try to repeat and it. And when you've got a quarter million dollar production with nine cameras, you just mm-hmm. you don't allow yourself to be playful like that, like you would no. that night. But um and other nights. So I you know, I think the same thing with film, which I'm shooting this short film. I've never had that experience of the digital camera can mm-hmm. run and then you see the actor and I think especially with comedians, they're they have a general thing they're gonna say but they're really discovering it right as the camera's rolling. Yeah. Because in the old days, it'd be like you'd rehearse it, or rehearse it and then you'd do 125 takes, and you never knew when it was real. So anyway, right. hey, we've gotten away from bunghole. And- <laughs> For a minute. <laughs> Mr. Don! <laughs> oh, I do want to know, though, like, Parson, Parson. You, you were back there in the green room with, you know, your 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 pages of Carvey, and you were uh, yes, going through... Yes, my yellow pages. Yeah, and, yeah. You, and you're going through it, and you were even like, you know, it's saying, I was, I was thinking about this, and you were kind of running some th- things by uh, some of us, and, and, and Neilan and myself, and Kirk Fox, and then you were uh, went out there, and you did uh, some of it, and then you did stuff that you started to uh, t- uh, touch on in the green room, and then didn't get all the way through, and then I would see you do it on stage, and but to see you that just seemingly, like, unprepared, and then to get out there and... I want to know, like, does the fearlessness start when you get on stage, or is it back there? You know that you're going to be a thousand percent. Just go for it. Well, you know, I have motifs I'm going to, but allowing yourself to kind of go in different directions, it's just a mindfuck. I don't ever want to go back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to be in the moment out there because, you know, it's kind of a joke. But what, what do I have to lose? You know, what I mean, I need to fail more. You know, um, <laughs> I tend to feel like I'm trained like the Terminator of comedy, like oh ho ho ho. Like I used to say, I'd play the improv and I'd have somebody introduce me. He's hell boy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I think we talk. Yeah, here yeah. he comes. And yeah. um, but that's the endless mindfuck of stand up, of being in the moment and being real. But there's nothing like. Even though it's a bit you've done, but you're kind of switching it out a little bit, and you're going a little, and you know it in the moment, and the audience just sees it in your eyes, like mm-hmm. you're not by road. But it can be the same bit, but you're just being playful. Like that night, what lifted that whole set was just I'd been playing around with the modern Jeff Bridges impression, yes. and the idea that that kill just lifted the whole set because yeah. it's new. 
Well, it always sounds like he's had like five too many bowls of beef stew. That did old Jeff Bridges here. I just had a few bowls of beef stew. And I, what, didn't you grow up in Malibu? What's with his voice? No, I'm just an old cowboy now. And I just wasn't your dad Lloyd Bridges. Well, I just eat a lot of beef stew. And when I get on that set, them cameras roll. I'm just kind of full. I feel weird. Let's get on our giddy up and get going. You know, because he, you know, he started in True Grit. Yeah. yeah. And he's my favorite actor. He's brilliant, but he's just kept the voice all the way through now yes in, in yeah yeah hell no or high water yeah. hell or high water and also uh the uh country where he uh played a country singer it was that same kind of yeah, the voice same as well thing. you just kind of took your tongue up and kind of go low and yeah so you know impressions are just finding new ones i really really want to do john malkovich which i haven't yes there's an example of me challenging myself you know say so like okay i gotta do a great john malkovich i have not done the homework yet which means i've got to record him off the tv on the phone that's and then just listen a lot is that what you do when you You, yeah you just listen a lot i don't i don't have a technique of like i'm gonna change my mouth like this you just listen and then you pray now is there it'll hit you (laughs) is there a particular reason why you're targeting john malkovich just because i haven't seen him i've seen you know obviously walking to liam neeson to right other ones yeah um some of the younger ones do i don't know uh who's the i don't know you know these younger guys yeah but i, I haven't seen malkovich a really I good haven't. one and i've looked it up and i haven't seen a really good one interesting you, is there a malkovich from a certain like what what would be the movie you would Boy, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it's all of them. It's rounders, almost, maybe? it's almost, it's well, rounders, feminine. Yeah, Rounders has the Russian he, accent on yeah. top of it. So you'd be, mm-hmm. pay the man his pay fucking his money. money. Yeah. Fucking money. Yeah, it's, yeah, all, yeah. it's very, it's Brooklyn and kind of effeminate in a way. Yeah, his yeah. rhythms are really. Yeah, very cool. distinct. I think you got to go to being John Malkovich because that's just, that's him really yeah. playing himself. Just being. Is they, there another Malkovich, by the way? Does he have a brother like that sounds like that just doesn't sound anything like him, or like, <laughs> like Jeb Bush? Like, <laughs> like, is there Mark Malkovich? Mark Malkovich. They, everybody thinks I'm John. A while back, someone pitched me a movie where it was a woman from Japan who was obsessed with so quote unquote Dana Carvey, mm-hmm. all my characters, and then was convinced that I was her father and came to America. She was like biracial or whatever to find her father. It was to be me. Oh my they wrote God. a script, everything. Wow. <laughs> so that would be sometime else you would play yourself. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll do myself. It's just like I say, it's hard. If I can levitate the room by going to want to pump you up, what am I going to do? You know, right. I'm just, I, I, I don't know. That's why the podcast, I can talk like myself. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and I don't know. What do <laughs> I want the young people? I want you guys to be here. Mm-hmm. I'll be 85. You'll be 60. Um, I'll still be here. I'll still be here. You'll still be here. We'll still be doing the podcast. You'll have a suit made of money. Your pants will be made of $1,000 bills. I mean. You'll have $100 bill. That's what that that's what he's going for. After your bit about Jimmy Carter, I'm looking for the peanut butter belt and everything peanut, like that. Peanut butter, peanut butter thing. Peanut butter bar. Peanut butter bar. Yeah, well, good. Are you going uh, back up north uh, anytime soon to do any like. Uh, Throckmorton? Yeah. With Mark Pitta? Yeah. Mm, don't have any plans. No. Mm-hmm. What, what's your what does Dana Carvey do in the summer? We're we're getting close to that. Um, we take a vacay. Does Dana Carvey vacay? I've can never go, had a vacation. Can you go to Cabo and, and sit by a pool at a resort? No, never had a vacation. A I'm always working in my head. I, I this eclectic lifestyle of all this free time, but I'm just I'm working on sort of this secret project with Dex. 
Okay. Yeah. Now is is show you. Now point. is there like a Jay Leno thing about you? Where I know the famous stories about Jay, no, where he would go on vacation, but then like get so nervous that he would leave. No, I'm home a lot. You know, I'm okay. just I don't really I turn down a lot of stand up. I never was a road warrior. You mm-hmm. know, I'm doing. Vegas with John Lovett. I see your billboards. <laughs> Hello. You look fantastic, mostly because you're next to John. <laughs> yeah. I'll go first, then you, then I'll go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll try to talk, and I'll talk more. Hi, how are you? Hey, man, doing well. Uh, thanks for picking me up. Of course. What's your name? Uh, my name is Brad, and uh, I mean, I hate to admit this, but this is my first time I've ever tried Lyft. First time? Well, how does it feel? So far, so good. I mean, I've heard a lot about Lyft. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's easy. And uh, yeah, so far, you're living up to that standard. Popping your Lyft chair. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, uh, guess what, Brad? I'll tell you about Lyft. I've been working for them for, for quite some time. And you know why I love it? Because they make every trip feel like a easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl walk in the park. I mean, wow, that sounds amazing. It does. With Lyft, uh, the best part for me is that I get to pick my own hours and work whenever I want. It makes driving pretty much the best job in the world. I'm going to quit. My job as an accountant. Let me finish. Lyft is the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. They believe that being a ride-sharing driver should be fun and not have to be such a bummer just because you're in the car for a while. If you're having a good time, guess what? So are the passengers. You having a good time so far, Brad? Hey, so far so good. I mean, you got Chumbawamba on the radio. I'm happy. (laughs) I love Chumbawamba. Hey, I get knocked down, but I get up again. That's right. If you're choosing a ride-sharing company to drive for, Brad, you got to go with the company that treats you better and that's what Lyft does Lyft offers in-app tipping all right so when you drive for Lyft I get to keep 100% of the tips drivers have been paid over 150 million dollars in tips since the feature was introduced because of the express pay option okay let's drivers get paid almost instantly instead of having to wait for weeks and you know I'm sure you're like me you got bills to pay I do and that sounds really convenient it is convenient with a capital Int. Lyft has been taking the guesswork out of pickups, all right? The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. You can earn hundreds of dollars a week, Brad, if you join Lyft. Plus tips. You want to make more money? Drive more? It's never been easier to give yourself a raise, buddy. It's a simple formula. Happy drivers means happy passengers. Maybe that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating well, up top. Well, a- after this, I could tell you that you're also getting a 5-star rating, my uh, friend. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be, uh, Okay, so join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to Lyft.com slash ALN today, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. A $500 new driver bonus if you go to Lyft.com slash ALN today. That's Lyft.com slash ALN, Lyft.com slash ALN. Limited time only, terms apply. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Wait, wait, we're not, we're not going anywhere. Brad, it was me the whole time. It's a commercial. Oh, good thing you're hot. Um, but I do that. I'll, you know, I'm going to Chicago doing a corporate date. Cool. How do you? Are the you corporate know, gigs just I just mean, cash runs? Yeah. Just, just they, bank yeah. But they're also like, I mean, you you'll work out material. But I mean, you give them you give them. Well, the, you know, it's transition now where the audience is pretty young. Sometimes they go, yeah, you can say fuck and shit and yeah. do your act. You know, it's big, it was more conservative in the past. Do I'll ever, do those, but I'm mostly working in my head all the time. I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't, I'm not quite at peace. Are you? I mean, I mean, just no. I mean, most comedians just no. like, you know I'm looking at a bottle top. Yes, of course. <laughs> now I'm going to the Thor. Yes. No, it's instead it's, of uh, must get new bit. How do I fix that? Ah. Although I just saw the movie Life and I'm terrified the aliens are coming soon. That I saw fight. that. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was uh, incredibly creepy. I could see where incredible. they just left 
sections out, but but I went with it. Me too. You know, like the Russians were, and then suddenly, okay, yeah. that means it got in, and you yeah. know, there was editing. But it was the creepiest. I'd say it was creepier than Alien. I, I wow. would go on record to say that too. Yeah, the fucking al- I had to. The creature squint. was I had the, creepiest seeing it from inception and the way it grew. I mean, it was like and how so real quick it was. And, and if it's like gonna, a bat, like weird. Spoiler alert: If it's going to uh, you know take out. Uh, Ryan Reynolds that early, you know it's a badass creature. <laughs> All those movies where something really slithery yeah. go, is in fact going in the ear or the mouth <laughs> and then oh, they just yeah. start it. And, yeah. they, and that, they're always it, like, let me in there, I want to get him. <laughs> and you're like, are you fucking yeah. crazy? No. That'll never stop being a part of movies yeah. where there's something bad happening they're like, we gotta go get him. It's like, no you don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Open the door. He wasn't that good of a friend. You don't even know his favorite color. Let him go. <laughs> well, they have seven years of practice. Okay, if they go on the planet, the guy's got an alien come out of his ass, keep him in the containment right. chamber. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat, you know, yeah. essays and quizzing, never open the, ca- and then the first guy that comes in, open it, get him in here. And then, <laughs> but then there's always one scientist that's like, we got to get what he got out of his butt. Like his tentacle went into his butt. He probably got, so, like, we got to see whatever right. that happened. We got to go, study it. Yeah, we got to study it. Yeah. And it's that's like, all. No, <laughs> just jettison and you're good. Well, it's always in the old sci-fi movies. There's a giant monster, and then the scientist, and the guy, the football captain, would figure yeah. it out and try to electrocute it. <laughs> right? No, we've got to study him. And then he would try to go up and talk to him. We come in peace, and then it would just come down and eat him. <laughs> Those movies are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all yeah. There's all there's always that guy that's just like he he. It's a living being. Damn it! It's like yeah, but it just killed twenty two people. Yeah. So we, maybe we, we take time. it out. If you could, if if uh, uh, is it Richard Branson, the Virgin uh, America guy? Yeah. Virgin, yeah, yeah. If he, I feel like he would be the guy, and I know we're probably getting close there, like to get trips to whether it's Mars or the Moon that are just on the regular. Would you go? Um, depending on, I don't even like flying to Chicago, so I'm like, <laughs> so uh, maybe not. that's a hard maybe. Maybe not transgalactic. Um, yeah, I have a terrible fear of flying, but we hit this uh, sonic wave once with my wife and the plane was dropping 100 feet and going up and going down. Oh, jeez. I got incredibly calm. So, because I'm always expecting it. I'm ready for the emergency. So wow. when it I'm ha- anticipating. Yeah. So when yeah. it happens, it's almost like. Like when you're like when you're the 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 drop on the roller coaster. Yeah, the going up part is the scary part. Right. Once you're actually like, in it, you're like, all right, absolutely. This but I think at a certain age, yeah, I would definitely go in outer space. What yeah. uh, do you chum it up with people on planes? By the way, are you a uh, if yeah. you're sitting next to somebody and they chum you up, are you striking up conversation? It kind of depends. I've I've had Apple executives tell me just everything about Steve Jobs, six hour flights. Oh my god! Usually, if you're in Virgin America, which is incredible in first yeah. class, Come on, yeah. and I have a fear of flying, and I like beer, so it's kind of like you know, oh, yeah. another dead soldier, you know. <laughs> but I drink a lot of water, and the yeah. first thing I do if I know I have a three beer buzz in an airplane is I start whispering, because the first thing people do when they're intoxicated is Louder. start yelling. Yeah, I've had friends drinking wine excited. I go, dude, you're screaming, <laughs> you know. And this guy was from Mississippi. Dad, we go, Dad, we go, go. Just you know, you're kind of buzzed, not yeah. drunk. Start whispering. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd like uh, another beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be loud. That's the main so thing. That, so, so in Dana Carvey's whispering, that's when you're drunk. Well, I'm not. I never. Re- I don't like to be drunk mm-hmm. where I I couldn't operate uh, yeah. a vehicle. I like being buzzed on an airplane. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, because I'm a little jittery, and if I have two or three Heinekens, Mellows, I'm yeah. kind of like. Yeah. 
I'm okay for a few hours. Yeah, I would just think that you'd be in a situation where someone sits next to you, looks and goes, oh my God, Dana Carvey, and this is a six-hour flight. This is going to be the best I flight have, ever. I have yeah. had that. Hey, how do you... Can you do the seatbelt thing as a church lady? Yeah. Do they, like, or it's like, what, what's that? You know, it's like, a, you know, what's that old... Uh, how, what's it like being on that Saturday Night Live yeah, show? Yeah, there? How yeah. do you guys shoot that show? Oh, God. Where, how'd you come up with that them, there church start? lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, lately I've recruited my wife. She sits. She has no fear of flying, and she'll sit mm-hmm. next to me. There you go. And yeah. I just have her. She stays at the airport. I go in town. I do the gig, and then I come back and pick her up. No, she goes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are. Wow, that's a nice wife. Have you, <laughs> but, ever, um, have you ever gotten on the mic to do the uh, safety announcement? No, they've had as, me do that. Yeah. yeah. As oh. a, um, you know, they have me do Church Lady yeah. or, you know, George Bush, the usuals. Yeah. Now, now, when the, now, when they come to you, is there a thought that goes, hell no, why are you asking me this? But then once you start doing it, you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's just another mic. Kind of. I yeah. guess it depends on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I will go up and talk to the flight attendants if it's a long flight yeah. for an hour because it makes it go by. It's yeah. just boring. Sure. You know. Um, it's amazing that they can just sit there. Like, yeah. I'll see some of them just sit in that chair for five hours and Stare not do anything. People. Yeah. And just, I mean... Be with their thoughts. I guess they got great thoughts. I don't know. They usually got a puzzle or, you know, I just say that, you know, celebrity beach bodies, like if there's real turbulence, I try to have one of those celebrity beach bodies because that's like, that's like anti-fear. It's like crack cocaine on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Because like, look at Nicholson's gut or I can't believe that's Taylor Swift's ass. And you don't even care about those 100 foot drops. Right. That is the greatest. No human being could ever get celebrity beach bodies. You're right. And not just like fight for it. Come on. I've only had it for an hour. Fuck you. Love that. Uh, Last time you were here, you were going, you you did a lot of uh, micro impressions. Yeah, so which I I'm still doing them. I'm, okay. you know, yeah, I, I do. You did some new ones on the store show. I I'm can't. kind of an ex- I'm yeah, I'm looking for more. It is a fun new way to do impressions. Yeah. Okay, I, I mean, I mean, I feel like this is a horrible thing to try, but uh, in anticipation of this, I actually thought of one for I you. I want to hear it. All right, and then you do it, and then I'll try it. All okay, right. it's uh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Paul McCartney speaking to a baby. A goo goo, <laughs> a goo goo gaga. Yeah. Well, I used to. I did Paul on Mars. We didn't know it'd be so red. And then I was thinking of doing John on Mars. It's okay. about as red as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I still don't give a fuck. You know, it's just why not do double ups? Oh, you're same, so much better at the me. same thing. Well, no, you're very close. Trust me. It's just it's attitude, confidence, commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just you know, you all, you just did it. I, I just started working on the about, impression this morning. So how about, how about, no, you, it's everything's a question. That's what I used to things like that. Then about, Liverpool, you know, did you go to the store? And it sounds like I did. I went <laughs> to the store. <laughs> well, did you go or not? I can't tell. I told you. <laughs> I went to the store. <laughs> you know, everything's a question. How about Danny Glover finding Danny out? Danny Glover. How about Danny Glover getting finding out that he got when at the Snapple machine. He wanted uh, diet I, diet peach, but he got diet uh, diet pear. I can't. I can't even process a Danny Glover right now. I'll give it to you. Right? Yeah. So Danny Glover wanting at the Snapple machine a diet peach, but he pressed the wrong button and got okay. diet pear. I like the pearmas. Oh man. <laughs> Damn <Derek? laughs> Come on! <laughs> well, see, that's the idea of them. Yeah. Now we, and I, didn't, I didn't invent them. I mean, it would be. It, yeah, would be, you, it, it was in called. It was. It was called a quick impression. Yeah. Back in the day, so anyone can do them. Yeah. I, I you mean, know. yeah. Uh, one of the first jokes I remember you wrote was essentially a micro impression. Yeah. With, with the, uh, Splinter at the ATM. Oh yeah, yeah. Splinter from the Ninja Turtles. 
Yeah. Have you ever seen, you know, Splinter? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The rat and uh, at the ATM machine finding out that he overdrew his account. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, for, you know, this uh, website. Also, did Splinter coming into sleep. Yeah. This website <laughs> called them nano impressions and they wanted me to do them. So I oh, really? came over and I said, wow, I've got all these impressions, these quick, quick ones on the web somewhere. Mm hmm. But they were called nano, but micro, it's all the same stuff. I, I didn't realize I had so many of them. I did, the first one was Catherine Hepburn trying to start a car. And that was one of my, in 1980. But the, the key is, the key to it is you talk before for the yeah. young people. I'll yes. be back a little later. I've just got to stop my car. <laughs> so it doesn't really, then it doesn't matter if they don't know who she is. Sure, then they, got, then they have the voice. But my favorite is still Carson being pulled over drunk driving. Well, sure. Sorry, officer. I didn't know I was swerving. I had two slippery monkeys at the hook and crook. <laughs> I just love the I love the names. You, you know. just you just played Carson in something. Yeah, there's a documentary but, film. This Josh Greenbaum. He did. Uh, he's, he's finishing up the documentary on the Dana Carvey show. Yes, with, and he's got Cole. Oh, is that coming out? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Oh my God, I want to see that so but bad. But he, he was doing one about this James, the guy who played James Bond for one. Uh, George, George Lazenby. Yeah, and yep. so he famously quit playing Bond. He, he announced it on the Tonight Show, and so we reenacted it, and I played Carson. Yeah, but oh I actually, I, actually, I'm, I, he was Australian. I'm not going to play Bond anymore. Is that is that right? Is that are you kidding? Is your, you know, I just played it completely straight. Yeah, was that was, was that weird? Not playing Carson for for a punchline. No, I feel like when I was doing it back with Phil Hartman back in the day, I didn't. Mm. Johnny was kind of straight. He was well because Phil was doing the yes, yeah, <laughs> you are correct, sir. But Johnny was um, he was very sincere, and that was part of his funniness. So this, mm -hmm. this is called a podcast, but we're not actually in a pod. Is that it? <laughs> you know, he would just it was very serious, sincere. Right. Uh, I mean, when you talk when you talk about the Dana Carvey show, uh, one of your one of your sketches was definitely in my head because I was in Portland, Maine couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and uh you had you had a sketch with i think i think colbert where it was uh racist oh skinheads from maine yeah, yeah skinheads from maine yeah. yeah that oh my god and just amazing. just you're just sitting on the porch and just yeah skinheads whittling and yeah everything's plain yeah everything's just like and oh, just talking like that talking yeah. like that and uh son, it, it was hot today uh yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see um the weather is the only thing the Jews don't control. You know, like, <laughs> what are you whittle on, Clem? Yeah, I hate stick for beating Spaniards. <laughs> so it was, you know, skinheads for me. And I, I mean, it's still amazing that that was in primetime TV. What were we thinking? I mean, I mean what am I, a self-destructive fool? Genius thoughts. Genius thoughts. Yeah, things, a, that, a, things that are still funny today. Uh, it's got 20 great sketches on there. Well, we had the we had a, quite a group. Yeah, that crew. Was Odenkirk in there, too? Odekirk came in and wrote on a few shows. Yeah, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I mean, you look at you you look at sort of the alumni from that show, and it it, it's, it, it stands up to uh, Daily Show alumni or Saturday Night Live alumni or just like what people go on to do. It was mm -hmm. it was absolutely unbelievable. It's kind of crazy, and then you know the star of the show kind of faded out, but the rest of the guys got huge. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, can we? That's uh, all right, though. You know. I mean, what an what an honor! To, I mean, to help these young men. I don't know if Louis had launched him, but it was a mm -hmm. great gig for him. Sure, he hit. But Corell and Colbert felt it really, really helped them at that yeah. moment. Were the were those writers' rooms really collaborative? 
the whole show was under siege and dysfunctional. We, yeah. it was just, we didn't even have a studio. We shot on uh, Sunday afternoon at 5. We had to load in on the weekends. Oh, wow. It was 20 feet of snow. I lived two hours away in Greenwich. My family, I was Jeez. commuting, take hours. I was barely... Uh, Smile was in there, and then he, he got people from uh, Conan's show, and he yeah. knew Louie, and then Carell and Colbert came in, and Amazing. others, and then... Um, it just happened. It's a weird, weird thing. But, you know, I just intersected with people at a certain age. Like yeah. when uh, I was on SNL and I was sort of in my heyday, and then Sandler and Farley and Spade and Rock came in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was sort of, you know, I mean, there was one time Adam, he kept getting cut and cut from the show. And I saw him, this was on a show night, he was outside where my office was, and he was kind of choked up. Really? Like, Adam, what's up? You know, and it just wasn't popping because his his... Humor was so abstract then, you know. Yeah. Oh, 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 you know. <laughs> and um, but I could tell he had something, so I said, "You'll be bigger than all of us." And then it came oh, really? true. I still text him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, he's all—he's the same. He's just working. He's still—he still never stops. He just got four more uh, movies, movies from Netflix. Yeah, it, it's, it, I'm always—I'm always, I'm always and so impressed. He's stand up. Yeah, and I'm always so impressed with guys like that where you can get. The, we can get the peak. Like yeah. you're done. You 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 could retire, and your children's 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 children never have to work again. And, right. And you're and, and you're still just like, well, I I got to do more. Yeah. The money doesn't mean really. I mean, Adam's got got the money. He probably loves it, but it's not what what motivates him at yeah. all. Yeah. He just he loves the process of working. He still's just so excited about it. You know. Yeah. But the thing is, is that he, um. He had to write his own ticket. I was so big that I got offered these stupid movies for $3 million a pop, and they just mm-hmm. sort of deflated me, and it was so stupid. But Sandler took control early, and then with Billy Madison, and then I think Happy Gilmore, yeah. he leveraged it to more and more control. And I don't know if people really know how much he is really the animating force between all these movies. I mean, I'll have directors, but it's Adams. That's what I've heard. It's Adam's costumes, Adam's cat. I mean, Adam. It's he's making yeah. these movies, and so when when you're making a, a movie or a TV show where you have lesser minds controlling you, mm-hmm. you're, all your energy is deflated. So when I was on SNL, it was just an even playing field. We were all collaborating, but right. driving our and own all, sketches and all spectacularly creative and talented. So when you're in movies and ninety-seven percent of your energy is fighting for one little shot, yeah. <laughs> Then you kind of just walk away. But yeah. Sandler kept it, you know, and has it to this day and really even has more control with uh, Netflix. Yeah. So good for him. Fantastic. Nice guy in show business. Uh, Top spe- 10. Hello. <laughs> top five. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Uh, speaking of top five, one of my top five favorite Thai restaurants. We sometimes hmm. end uh, podcasts okay. by when we have uh, f- f- uh, fantastic impressionists on. Okay. Uh, we haven't done this with you yet. I think and this is your fifth or sixth time okay. on the pod. Uh, yeah. We prank call the uh, Thai restaurant. Okay. Would you be willing to uh, participate? Sure, sure. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm thinking Paul McCartney might be a good one to order some <laughs> sure. food. So I'm going to call and then I'm going to hand you What would I phone. order? Yeah. I mean, you could just ask him what... <laughs> the best thing is on the menu. And I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. If you want to rotate, you want to rotate. How do you guys hear it? Uh, you're going to hold it up to the... Uh, oh. Or Adam can even hold it. Yeah, yeah, you can hold it. Yeah, just hold it up. Like yeah. this? Okay. Hi, how may I help you? Hello, I'd like to order some food to take out if I could, please. Sure, may I get a phone number, please? A phone number is 310-468-9190. Okay. Do you have a special tonight? Is something that's a special? I'm sorry? 
Do you have a special tonight? Uh, like a fish, yeah, oh like no, a fish. Oh, sorry, and what's your name, please, sir? My name is Paul. Cole. Paul. Paul. Can you spell it for me? A P as in Peter, A is an atom, U and L is in Lucy. Paul. Okay. So, do you have sort of a noodly thing? Soda. Noodles. 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 Yes, you have noodles. You know, like a pasta. <laughs> like a noodle. With, um... I'm sorry, I didn't hear you very well. Oh, I'm Did sorry. You need noodle, right? Yeah, noodle, please. Noodle dish. Yes, I do have it. All right. The noodle dish. Okay. Um, you know, I'll take one of each. One's a soupy and one's a fried. Okay. I'll take one of each, please. I've got a big group here. Um, I have the second one. I think that sounds familiar. I think I've had it before. The second one? The second one, yeah. With a lot of creamy sauce on it. So it's all, um, you know, I want the noodles to be all, you know, delicious for me, guess. You know, very spicy. You know, like, what, what the vegetable inside? Um, what, you do have to, you have vegetables, you have broccoli. Yeah, inside the noodle. Put some broccoli inside the noodle. No, I mean the one that you had before. Because if you said like that, I don't know what kind of noodle that you want. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, you know, the one that had was very... It was tasty. And the noodles were very soft. And um, there was like a cream sauce on top of it. The green sauce? I think it was green. You don't have the green sauce. Well, I'll take the noodles plain then. You know, you don't. Just noodles. Maybe with a little butter and salt. Do you want the rice noodle or egg noodle? A rice noodle. With a little... The one that you had before is the thin noodle or uh, flat noodle? Flat, yeah, the flat ones. Those are delicious. The, the little flat ones, it that's it. egg in it or no egg? It had a little egg in it. A little chopped egg inside the flat noodle. Yes, that's the one. I have the flat noodle. The name is the pussy eel, so it's coming the flat noodle. Oh. The egg and the Chinese broccoli. Is that's that the right one? Oh, I'm getting hungry already. I, I remember that one. Yes, the name. I don't, you know, I'm not good. I'm from England, actually, so some of the pronunciations don't stick in me ears so much. But I remember the delicious. Sing a song about it. Yeah. Take a look in the menu with me, and after that we we figure it out. Is that okay? Oh, okay. Because in the in the menu has like an explanation about the ingredient inside the noodle. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll come by. I just last time I you know I was able to alter because you know I was getting I sang a bit and it jogged the memory of the person on the phone. You're like new tunes. Yeah, um, I like yeah, new tunes. Okay. Can you about that. It's okay. It takes time around like 15 minutes to make okay, your order. Alright, I'll come by. Alright, I'll sing a okay, song. Alright, thank I'll, you. Okay. Bye -bye. God bless. God bless now. Thank you. Bye -bye. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh yes. Oh my god. Yes. yes. <laughs>
so I great. Felt a little sorry for her. No, you don't. I give him plenty of business. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you'll yeah. go in later and go, hey, that guy was. <laughs> he was sitting on my couch. What he asshole. was talking like this. I didn't know how weird to get. It was right down the middle. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, flat noodles. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought she would sort of go, goodbye, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they, they have them. If past. it's too far, they just yeah. go, they know. That's why I wanted to ride the line. Right, right, right. Gary Spears yeah. did it once as DMX and got pretty vulgar, and they he was like, you guys got cat. Yeah. Oh, so how long did that last? I mean, Ninety seconds. Oh, okay. So this is the more subtle one. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Sl- but that's- slow, yeah, the slow play in the song was great. But I think, yeah, Paul is like that. When you get into him, he's sincere. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like Carson. Yes. It's, a, it's funny, yeah. but it's sincere. Yeah. You have that, you know, with the flat deep, with the egg in it, you know, and gravy. <laughs> Tasty. I love it. You know. Well, yeah, because you're salt on the... Little <laughs> butter and salt on the flat noodles. That's all we got there. Yeah, it, it, can't, it can't be mean as McCartney. You, you really can't. You yeah. can't. You can't swear as McCartney. You can't be mean. Well, he's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, no, no. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's a real gentleman. That's why he says, we didn't know it would be so red. As opposed to, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> you send us to a tomato land or something, you know, tell us what it is, Mission Control. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a fun one to do. Well, thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for coming by thanks, again. Yeah. This is a cool setup. I got to get this when I do a podcast. You got a sturdy desk. Yeah. I went on this other podcast and the headphones weren't very comfortable. They were like cutting into my ears the whole time. How, are the, how have these been? These are great. Great. There we go. Yeah. Only the best. I mean... Area Spears use those. Use are you guys those making a move? Is this thing making a move? This podcast is this? Or are you making a move? What's that? Are you guys making a move to a, to a, like a, a studio? Who's making a move. I mean, yeah, people in my moves. age group, I always ask, who's making a move? Yeah, after the making, age of sixty. Oh yeah, someone making a move. Oh yeah, you guys are making a move. Oh yeah, with this podcast. Moving. Yeah, yeah. If you got what? a laminated poster of yourself in your apartment, sure, you're kind of committed <laughs> with, at that with point. Changing fluorescent lights. Yeah. How do you? It's just the consistently yeah. connecting. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Two a week. Mm-hmm. Two a week for two a week. I mean we've been doing two a week for now for almost two years and and how do you do them when one's on the road you're not in, you just uh, do them yeah you pat you yeah, pack them in as much as you can so then you have so two a week spare. for how many years two years we've and been doing you, the pod for four yeah but uh, mm-hmm. two a week for the last two years wow because that's what that's what the and we once we figured out like Marin and you know and uh, I mean Rogan and Crowa are doing I think almost four or five but. That's just on, you know. Right. That's, that's another. Yeah, I've been out. I did Corolla. I did Marin. Yeah. I did them all. You're great on that. Mm-hmm. It was all right. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was no about last What's night. different? Yeah. Well, this is, this is, this is, this is somewhat comedy based yeah. too yeah. with, with, uh, with Mark. It's a pretty thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You went to some places during your uh, WTF interview that, uh, yeah, I don't, I would be, un- I wouldn't not want to ask you that kind of stuff. Really? Like which one? Uh, like you it's know, all planned. Uh, the stuff about your dad and oh yeah, things yeah. like that. Which 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 I know you've been open about. Yeah. But you know, uh, here here we kind of like to play and have fun in uh, a really anger uh, Thai restaurants. <laughs> 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 I mean, we're I we're we're great in like other in like other demographics, but in Thai restaurant owners, they just they just don't like us. I'm going to actually do that again on my own free time. <laughs> you should. You know, because there's cafe. I live near there, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got any pudding? <laughs> no. You have no pudding at all. Well, could you make some? You know, it's uh, my grandmother's recipe. It's I'll send cream, it to you. It's cream and little, you know, little parsley noodles. I mean, a bunch of and those. And you mix it. <laughs> Prank, I mean, you know, there's, 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 I feel like there's could be a new. Do you ever watch the Jerky Boys? I know. Oh, yeah. yeah I've yeah, yeah, heard yeah. those for, yeah. Hysterical. I mean, some like animated pranks like that with some of your voices like would be, I feel like there's, there's never a shortage, by the way, of, of that 
type of material for people to want to consume. You know? Yes, it all, it, it's yeah, it's re- reality radio. I mean, it's yeah. like this fact that like even when Star Six se- is it Star Six Seven or Nine came along to block oh work. to block numbers, yeah, yeah. People still don't. I mean, like they'll never that Thai restaurant will never pick up on this. <laughs> I never. guarantee they don't listen to the podcast. I guess what if they do? I'll be flattered and yeah. we'll work out a deal. Right. There's no legal recourse from them. No. Well, well, because we didn't yeah. say the name of the restaurant, so the, it's oh. not. It's not. It's not like people are going there and then calling them or making fun of them. No, no. I think it's a great idea. Although I did get my phone number out one time on the podcast and started to get a lot of like crazy fans like texting and calling me. And at one point I wouldn't respond, and the guy was like, "I know it's you, Adam Ray. Fucking, you said your number on the podcast." Well, if I do it next time, I'll do a, sort of an aggressive, some kind of okay. aggra- aggressive voice. Maybe Ross Perot. Ross Perot. Yeah, that'd be funny. I, I need some noodles right now. I don't have time to argue. I don't, you know, so none can be mean. Yeah. Now, I, what kind of fancy pants uh, dish is that? Can I just have some noodles and some hot sauce on it? Understand? I don't know what kind of fancy game you're playing over here. Excuse me, sir. We okay? Can I finish one time, or are you gonna talk all day? I want a noodle flat with a little egg on top and some gravy, a little spice. What kind of dish up? You're not listening. You know, yeah. So that then yeah. I would be more aggressive yeah. if I played, uh, you know, because of the nature of the yeah. That's fantastic. You're the best. It's fantastic. Let me tell you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Dan Dan. See you next time. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast give them a five star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes also get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app you can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia Adam Devine, Michael McDonald Jaleel White, Bud Friedman Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.